0: Hello and welcome to the GA show here on the42.ie. We are coming at you live on Facebook here at 42 HQ in Dublin. My own name is Gavin Casey, and joining me to discuss yesterday's All Ireland semi-final is uh, the GA editor of the42.ie, Fintan O'Toole. Oh a, bit, a little bit glum, the same as myself this morning. Yeah. But we are delighted to be joined by an eight-time All Ireland winner and All Star Richie Power. How's tricks? Cool, Gavin. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah, yeah, you um, you enjoyed yesterday's game as a as a spectacle or as an event maybe? Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I suppose from a personal point of view I got it completely wrong myself. Um, and I admitted that as well. So um, but no, absolutely fantastic game. I thought Watford were, were deserved winners on the day and you know,
0: what a performance to, to build on going into an All Ireland final. Unbelievable, yeah, they finally get over the line after after nine years of, of waiting and making an All-Irland final um, how did they do it?
2: Um, I suppose the the goals thing was a bit was a big one. I mean, like there's been so much I suppose talked about their kind of lack of maybe attacking threat. And if you look at their previous two years, I mean, 2015 when Kilkenny beat them, I don't think they ever really looked like winning that game. They never really had any goalscoring opportunities in that game. Last year, probably retreated a little bit in the last 10 minutes in uh, in Crow Park in the drawn game. Um, okay, they got two early goals in the replay and Thurles so were kind of pipped at the end. But yesterday, I think when the finish line was there for them in the last 15 minutes they may have had an extra man but they really capitalised on that um, Remain to be a little bit of the way the Kenny Qualifier game had won mm. and the fact that it's the second time this summer we've seen them you know, b- when the finish line and th- is in sight and when the game is there to be won maybe something that they haven't done before they've really gone for it and I think Jimmy Barron especially capitalised that again he got through for really important scores and re- really important goals and uh, I suppose we've talked defensively solid there but they've managed to just add that scoring, uh, scoring weapon which they had to if they were going to take that step to get to another final and, and they finally did it yesterday
0: yeah, you mentioned the uh, qualifier with, with Kilkenny. Like that could be a, a massive turning turning point for that Waterford team, now. And like, as you said, like s- sort of seeing the, the finish line inside and really going for it. And like we ca- we did see that yesterday again. And, and it's something, I suppose, you you get over the hump against a, against a rival like Kilkenny, it can really propel you on. And against other teams, and you know, they as soon as like they stood in Cork's throw yesterday, as soon as they, they had the opportunity, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Gavin. You know, um, I think I said it before the Kilkenny game that if, if Waterford could get over. That, I suppose that hoodoo, you know, it could propel him to, to December and, and rightly so and it's the same, I suppose, Cork and Kilkenny have been their kind of their nemesis, you know, over the past couple of years and, you know, they've always f- found it hard to beat both sides but, again, that day against Kilkenny, you know, I said that if there still, if there had been two or three more minutes in normal time, I think Kilkenny would have won that game because they had the momentum but, again, you look at Jimmy John. Barron that day in extra time, he just he just took over the whole game and, um, you know, a guy with an engine like that is just phenomenal and we saw it again yesterday like he there was one stage in the second half as well he won a free down at the hill 16 ends and he took on three car players and won a free you know and he's just up and down the field um, but overall I think Walker, they have a massive panel now as well you know which they mightn't have had in previous years you know there's guys there that know, know their job for 40-45 minutes and then you have the likes of Colin Dunford, Maurice Shannon, and these guys to come on and finish the job.
2: And they're getting scores off the bench now, which I don't think they were in the last couple of years. I think it's the third game in a row that Brian O'Halloran and Mora Shannon have both scored off the yeah. bench. They just didn't have that over the last couple of years, you know. And I think so. for any team to make that step to win an All-Early, you need those extra little improvements. Um, and I think that as well. And the fact that Barron has become so dominant. I mean, his sidestepper in the middle. I mean, the people talk about sh- the, sh- the Sean Cavanagh shuffle in football yeah. and that people know it's coming. But, like, Barron seems to do this all year, but everyone seems to gonna get fooled about it. And I think there was one time in half yesterday... He looked like he caught and pinned in and the hand side managed to make the space and he picked out Kevin Warren for a brilliant point mm, and e- everyone just seems to
1: be kinda unable to kinda mm. get a handle on him around the middle really.
0: Earlier earlier of the year for you, Richard? Um
1: yeah, I think definitely the front runner at the moment. Um but again there's you know, there's probably three or four players going into an All Ireland that, that are in the running. You know Connor whelan for Galway has been outstanding. Um I think he's averaged five points a game in the championship this year. Then obviously you have Joe Canning as well. You know he's bound to be up there at the, as a front runner as well. You know, and I think it's all going to come down to the third of September, really. You know, and probably whoever wins the, the hurler of the year will come from that side. So. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see.
0: It is indeed. Yeah, we're looking forward to that one. Uh, Keeper your comments flying in if for your chance to win. A uh, 42 snapback. Uh, Shane Gavin says, The first sending off was crucial, no? Up to that it was close and Cork probably looked more likely with the sending off ward of its game and setup was ideally suited to exploiting it. Like that's... <sighs> what struck me after the sending off was how uh, it, it almost galvanised Cork very briefly where you had two quick-fired Patrick Organ points and like, I think at that point Cork are... Are actually looking like they, they might pull away with it, mm. and and maybe Waterford heads was starting to go down a little bit. You know, you have those those kind of points, at crucial junctures where the crowd properly erupts and they kind of sense something is was, happening. It, it was
2: the Horgan one, I think he, he pointed a free. Then he came out, won the pop route, yeah. out, throw it the bar, and let, like you said, the crowd really got behind them. It
0: was a proper guttural reaction yeah. to it, and, and usually that can that can uh, manifest itself as almost a turning point. The, the players kind of feel it or whatever, but then immediately like the uh, the J, like Jamie Barron's goal. Look, Christopher Joyce is maybe trying to be a little bit too clever. You made the point, yeah, point we came on air, like you know, why didn't just pass it back to Anthony Nash, considering Cork have been using that option very regularly anyway. You know, a bit of a kind of a brain fart ultimately, and it was just a a mistake. But it, it changed the game completely. I would say more so than the red card, or at least it may be amalgamated with the red card to change the game. You know.
1: Yeah. No. Ab- absolutely. You know. And look, Christopher Joyce has had a fantastic season. but he would have to question why he took that extra touch. You know, with a player of the caliber of Austin Gleason chasing you down, I think the first thing you do is get the ball to safety, you know, and if that means putting it back to Anthony, great, like they've used him an awful lot this year, but I think, look, when he looks back, okay, he'll be disappointed. I I don't think he can solely put the blame on Christopher Joyce, you know. There was just a few, I suppose, mistakes made throughout the second half, but... You have to give great credit to Austin Gleeson, though, as well. You know, to to really work hard, get the ball, and then to show the vision that he showed to pick out Jamie Byrne. You know, and but as you said, I do think if Cork had have just held on for another five minutes, I believe they might have pushed on and won that game. Yeah, you know, because as you, you pointed out, they, they went two points up through Patrick Corgan, Corrigan, and they looked in control at that stage, even down to fourteen minutes for the first so time as well.
0: I think in the game. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and I think that goal just completely changed the whole momentum. I think Cork heads dropped massively I you know, Mark Holman I think um, when the goal went in he was lying lying in the square and his head was in the, in the turf, you know, and there was still there was still fifteen, twenty minutes to play. So I think that was a massive, massive blow to Cork. And Wolf got a point from I
2: think it was the next puck, Connor Gleason wanted and put it over so suddenly it's you're three point seven already and, and the third goal came soon after. But I think the other big thing about the sending off was that I thought Cork had a very good handle on Austin Gleason for about, about forty five minutes of the game, Steve McDonald thought that matchup was working really well like the most semi-final. They were keeping them They had to move McDonnell off him, and like Gleason just pretty much like Joe Canning last week. You could say it was quiet for about fifty minutes, but really exploded to life in the last 15-20 when they had a bit of extra space and Watford were for creating overlaps. And ultimately, they were just praising my of Will, really, weren't they?
1: Yeah. Listen, like you can't, you can't give the player of a caliber of Austin Gleason like five minutes to to really express himself. But look, the goal he got was just. It was just a moment of genius, really. Like I don't think any other player in the country could have done what he done, and to show that composure at such a young age, you know, really shows the maturity that's really come into this Waterford side. You know, maybe in previous years, you know, they maybe lacked experience, but it's going to be, you know, it'll be an interesting showdown with himself and Joe Canning on in the All Ireland final.
0: That's the thing with Gleason as well, and when you see, you see it in the goal, I suppose, there's a, a mercurial aspect to him. You never really know what he's going to do. And like even, you mentioned how he, he probably had a quiet opening sort of 45, 50 minutes. Like some of the kind of Hollywood attempts he destroying, like the Waterford fans around me are going, berserk. you know, pass the ball, he, And like, but it, it's kind of like he, he continues to just try to express himself throughout the game until something magical mm-hmm. happens. And then you get this moment with that goal and you j- everything is okay again, you yeah. know what I mean? Even... As a Cork man sitting behind watching that, like, it's compelling to to, to just see that. You know what I mean?
2: When he started, when he first came onto the scene, I think people were kind of really criticizing him for all these kind of long-range efforts. But I don't know is there now kind of maybe an acceptance that, look, he's just going to do that, and I mean if he scores 1-2, I think he had four wides yesterday, um, and that he just, you know, maybe they just allow him the freedom, like I mean, kind of just a free roll, like you maybe see sometimes in soccer that he's kind of that type of hurler, just float around. And I mean, if he has seven long-range shots in a game, really of operates to a system, but I think he's the points, kind of guy so you just have to kind of let him express himself and ultimately for the team. It will pay off in the long run because you will get the scores on the board. Yeah, ultimately For the team, it will pay off in the long run because you will get the scores on the
0: board. Yeah, big time.
1: Absolutely, you know, and I think what people probably don't see in Austin's game is his work rate. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, thought a few times in the first half yesterday when things weren't going his way. He made an unbelievable block on the on the Hogan stand side there at one stage as well, and you know I think. People kind of look at the the brilliant and the extravagant rather than you know his overall game and I think he's really brought work rate to his game in the last 12 months in particular because you know As you said there was times where he'd do something magical and then maybe disappear out of a game for 10 or 15 minutes Whereas now, you know, he's working for the team and you know, it's not all about him You know, it's, it's about the team and I think everyone uh, you know in that panel has really bought him to that You know, and you have to look at the likes of Morris Shannon, you know, he, he won an All-Star last year Hasn't got game time. Really, like hasn't started too many games this year. But when he's been called on, he's been one of their
0: go-to men. Yeah, big time. Yeah, Morris, uh, a huge contributor to kind of finishing Cork off yesterday. Like a, while on the topic of Gleeson, are, are we going to see him in the Ireland final? Yeah. It's, it's a- I see one now. Really, it's, it's, it's the big cloud over the win, isn't it?
2: Like, I mean, I think anyone anyway, I talked to last night there was as much talk about Walford's win and what happened to the Gleesons, <laughs> the, 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 the two of them together. And I mean, yeah. it, after all, Walford went through since the quarterfinal win. This is probably the last thing they want. Um, I think the Conor Gleeson case is probably, you know, I think that's a pretty clear cut. Very surprised if he gets off. It's very unfortunate because it's on hurling final. Yeah, It'd be the first thing since Brian O'Mahony's and one for Tipperary to be suspended for an hurling final. But look, it's on camera. The ball was gone. I mean, look, he probably doesn't need anyone to tell him that how needless it was. Yeah. Uh, the Austin Gleason one then is probably going to be the more debatable one. I mean, there's arguments for what maybe what should happen and what, what will happen. But then the fact that Adrian 2 he got off. The fact that Do you know the ref did, did he deal with it at the time? Uh, you know, the, it's it's going to be a pretty hot topic, particularly given the type of player that he is and how important he is to the team.
0: Yeah, what did you make of it, Richie? Um,
1: yeah, I suppose very similar to to Vincent. You know, it's it is very clear cut. Um, it was very needless at the time, you know. But you know, I, I prefer to see you know the CCC come out and say in the next you know twenty four to forty eight hours and say what they're going to do. Don't leave it drag on. Um, it will be a cloud over it until it's dealt with. Um, and I think you know what everyone in Watford, and I, I think Austin himself, will be, you know, there will be that slight bit of worry in guy's mind that it could be it could be brought up. So for me, I wouldn't like to see it. I just look, leave it. Be that. Um, let the two teams prepare. We're only three weeks out. So the last thing Watford want is another kind of, I suppose, circus
0: around. You know, will he or won't he? What What would possess a player to? I know it is impulsive and it's in the heat of the in the heat of the moment, I suppose. But like, given what his own team have been through with Dyke Borca, how do you even in <laughs> the heat of the moment how do you do that? You know, um, I, I honestly don't
1: know. You know, I just it doesn't make it, it. I just when I was thinking about it last night, it, I just it was madness, really. And I think when you know Austin maybe done it at the time, he might have realised that as well. Look, it happened in front of the referee, so the referee saw the incident and he didn't take any you know action. So we're hoping that will play in his favour. Um, did it look intentional? A little bit, Jay, yeah, When you look back on it, but again, I just I'd hate to see it. I'd hate to see a guy you know miss out on an All Ireland final day. Um, because of something like this and as I said hopefully they'll just you know put an end to it pretty pretty quickly because the last thing Waterford want is this dragging out and you know very similar to the Tigers of working.
2: The yeah. obvious comparison I suppose is the agent two he won from last week. I mean, it's amazing that this rule we've seen so many times this summer, the Stephen Bennett in the Munster semi-final as well. I don't know is there's some talk that maybe two he was in possession of the ball, uh, did that work in his favour and that the argument was that he was trying to hand Bonermaer off. But the fact that the ball was going over the sideline yesterday, uh, probably doesn't look good from Gleason's case. Um, interesting as well, I mean like I think a lot of Walford fans have got very passionate. kind of very grainy kind of yeah. from behind the goal, uh, I think there's more concern amongst them uh, for this one now. But Look, I think they're just going to fight it all the way. I th- there's, he's just too important a guy, it's too important a game for them, um, and I suspect given the, the way GA disciplinary stuff works, that this could unfortunately run and run, yeah. which is the, actually probably the biggest problem really. I, mean. I think the best thing they could do was not have a situation whereby, like last Thursday, uh, De Borca didn't know, and it's as well, I mean, I here Kieran Bennett did really well yesterday for a guy who probably didn't know for definite until Thursday or Friday that he was uh, going to be playing and making his championship debut, you know, so I'd say Derek McGrath's probably the, the last thing he could have wanted, you know, uh, getting getting his team ready for the of final, having finally crossed that stage and then having to deal with this issue.
0: Another one, yeah, and I, I, it was interesting as well, uh, listening to McGrath talking about the Deporta thing, uh, he was asked was it a distraction and he maintained that fighting for what's right, as he perceived it, is, is never a distraction it's a little bit different now with, with the Aussie Leeson case because you can kind of blatantly see that you know, he's done what he's done and there's almost an element of like, if, you're, if you are to appeal it, which they probably will, there's an element of kind of arse chancery about that really, you're just hoping for the best. I don't know like to have it happen in another game and obviously in the lead of to an final, is that can that be a distraction for players or can the rest of the players kind of block it out but like as, as Finton mentioned then there's going to be one guy who's either playing or he's not depending on this decision you know yeah I
1: look I think it it has to be a distraction personally but you know if Derek said it wasn't you know obviously they prepared as well as they did and looked at their performance spoke in that in that regard but you know as Fintan said like Kieran Bennett came in I thought he was outstanding for his first championship game probably a guy that came out of nowhere really you know I, I wouldn't have expected him to start that game but um definitely look Ty de Burka to me is as important you know to Waterford as Austin Gleeson is you know people will say that Austin Gleeson is their, is their star player but you look at Ty de Burka, the last three or four years so that's why they, they fought to, and to get him off they'll do the same with Austin if he, if he if it is brought up um as I said personally I just hope it's not I, I hope it's dealt with very quickly the even to be case was dealt with Quite quickly, they, the CCC came out in, on Wednesday morning and said he won't be cited. I just hope that they, they do the same with Austin. Okay, if he is going to be, come out and say it and let Water kind of deal with it then and, and decide what they're going to do. But for me, I just let the two teams prepare for an Ireland final, which is going to be an unbelievable occasion, you know, because you, you have two new teams there and I suppose teams that haven't met in an Ireland final before as so well. So it's going to be a, a big novelty. It is. Yeah.
0: Would you lean towards either team after yesterday, like in terms of form, who, who would you fancy in that final now? I, I have a preference
2: for Galway at this stage, you know, I just think the way they won last week, I think that was their big test to prove that, one, they could get over the five-week gap. I mean, you're playing the ring order in the Champions, so it doesn't get any bigger than that, probably didn't hit their top form either, but the fact that they're able to grind out the battle. Um, Small thing could be in their favour. I think the fact that they've been here before, they had the experience in twenty twelve and twenty fifteen. Uh, I think Rick Watch and Kevin Moore have been the only two that would have played against Richie's team in 08, So that's a big changeover. Fair enough, like they have experience from minor finals in twenty one, but you probably know you know better. Richie's like I mean, it's, it's senior finals, a whole different ballgame, game. I mean, it's going to consume the county for the next uh, few weeks. Um, but I mean, the Gleason factor. He's going to be huge. I mean, if, if he is available, then you know you, you give water for every chance. You will have to say that if he ends up not being available, then it's a huge huge blow to their
1: prospects. I suppose. Look, <coughs> Galway. You know, the Galway have beaten the the All Ireland champions. They they've been the farm team pretty much all year. You know, and I suppose as Swinton said, they didn't really hit top gear last Sunday. Um But then, you know, Waterford they don't fear Galway. You know, I think. If Tipperary had won last Sunday and Waterford going into an all against Tip, then you'd be fearful because of their record. But I think o- going back over championship, Waterford had a very good record against
0: Galway. I don't think Galway have ever beaten them in the championship, actually.
2: 9-11 like quarter finals yeah. that some of these players would have won. And then even the minor and 21 wins of 13-16 were both against, were against Galway. That.
1: And there you go, Like that's, that's going to be at the back of Galway's minds as well. You know, that they've never beaten Waterford in championship. So, that's a huge plus for Waterford. How they, how they prepare and how they handle the, the three weeks hype is going to be very crucial, in my opinion. Now, in 2008, I don't think they did, um, you know, I think it just completely engulfed the panel Really, I suppose, involved in the preparation rather than, um, you know, putting their mind on the job. So, uh, I think Derek McGrath will do, will do a fabulous job in keeping them grounded. They are a grounded bunch of fellas, I know, I know quite a few of them. So, um, I don't think Walter will get a better chance to win another, in my opinion, but um, it all again it all depends on, on the Gleason thing and how that works, how
0: that gets out. We were talking about Cork's shortcomings yesterday and how, you know, five or six of those lads had never played in Cork Park. And Richie, like as a young player, can that be a factor? I mean, because we would have watched Cork Cork and Munster this year and there was a, a a fearlessness to them that everybody enjoyed, I think, particularly in Cork, but Going to Crow Park and you've got seventy-two thousand. It, it's a different type of different type of ball game. Ultimately, oh. can that can that play into your your? It can your of course. Mindset. You know absolutely. You know,
1: and as you said, six of those guys haven't in Crow Park, and it's it's a massive stadium. It's a massive arena. The the atmosphere kind of gets in on you, and to me, that probably is what happened. Cork yesterday to, to some of those players. You know, the they got two. The occasion got to them. You know, and I think it, again, it's going to be a major factor with this Waterford team going into an Ireland final as well. You know. As Fintan pointed out, the only Rick and Kevin Moore, and were the two survivors from zero eight. So other than finally, it, it's just it's a different element. You know, it's it's a day that's there to be enjoyed. You know, you, you prepare as best you possibly can in the next three weeks, and the day can pass you by. You know, and if if you know if you don't, I suppose, embrace the day. You know, go up there, enjoy it. But if you know that you're ready, well then it won't pass you by seen in the past it's happened to a lot of players and it's happened to some of the best players in the country that you know you can't let the occasion get to you the crowd the atmosphere like i remember in 08 when walford took to the fields when we were doing our warm-up the roar was just phenomenal like it was uh, something i've never heard of before and it's going to be very similar on you know next in the next three weeks so um the players have to be ready you know and they have to kind of think about it in the next couple of weeks you know play the game over play the day over because it's you know, as I said, it's a day that you treasure, you remember for the rest of your life, but it's just one you don't really want it, that's your i And the other
2: thing for both these counties is that it's such a big opportunity. I mean, it's the first time since 1996 that the traditional big 3 none of them were in the final, mm-hmm. So that proves that these sort of chances don't come around too often. And I mean, they both know that, like, maybe similar to a bit clearer. They worked out in 2013 when Kenny and Tip was on, the four last sides. The four sides remain in this, and we found that year all knew that this was a massive chance for them, yeah. as has been proven by none of the like Cork and Clare haven't gone back to a, to a final since. So you think, look, Galway and Waterford, the age profile is good that they could come back, but I think they'll both know that, like with typically Kenny gone out of the picture, that this is a massive chance
1: for one of them to finally uh, end the drought. Well, that's exactly it. You know, and um, as you said, t- 2013, Clare took that opportunity and they grabbed it with both hands. like. I'm sure Watford and God both know the likes of the, the tips, the, the Kikennies, they're not going to be down for too long. So I think, yeah, they're, they're both going to see this as an unbelievable opportunity to win an All-Irland. Like, look, you're, from the Water point of view, you have Brick Welsh, Kevin Moore. Obviously, going to be fantastic to see these guys win mm-hmm. an all Ireland. I don't think many people expect the Brick to come back this year. But to me, he's been one of Watford's star players. He's been outstanding and um, definitely in line for an all awesome I suppose on the other side you have Joe Kenny, like, you know, and he's done so much for hurling overall, and, and for Galway that, you know, no one's want to say, you know, that Joe Kenny doesn't deserve an honour, and so it's,
0: it's up there, it's it's up for grabs, and it's it's whichever team want the most, I think, will come out on top of the day. Yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, you're talking there about Richie about, uh, running the game over in your head in the lead up to it. It's an interesting one, like so, like you, you know, we hear a lot of it kind of like visualization things like that, but. You find that beneficial when you finally get out there, or when you get out there for your first one, and, and there is an overwhelming sensification to it, but the fact that you've played it over time and time again in your head, you, you were a little bit more comfortable in that scenario. Yeah, you would be, you know, because I suppose
1: it's very hard to prepare for the unexpected, you know, because and these things can happen during the game, but, you know, if you can try and visualise the game, you know the position you're going to be playing in, more than likely you know who you're going to be marking, you know, like, I know players that would have went away and looked at I suppose specific video analysis of the player that they're going to be marking So you yeah, have your homework done. Um, and then it's just about the three weeks preparation beforehand, you know, like training, looking after yourself, hydration, diet, getting up plenty of rest, plenty of sleep. Um, you know, if all those things are done, well then it just comes down to the seventy minutes, you know. But if there's something that you haven't done or if there's something that you've kinda left slide a bit, that's only at the back of your mind that you know you haven't. I suppose being fully committed or you know, ninety-nine percent isn't good enough. Um, but I certainly found it that it helped. Two thousand six was my first Ireland against Cork and I suppose we were coming up against a phenomenal Cork team going for three in a row and you know, everything we'd done in the build-up to that game was kind of we concentrated on ourselves, you know, and that that's all you can do on the day and you know, I'm sure that's gonna be the same for Michael Dunagon and Derek McGrath. Um you know, obviously Galway had the, the experience of 2015 to, to fall back on, which I think is going to be a major plus. Um, and obviously then Watford, the hype that's going to be in Watford, how to deal with that. Um, you know, as I said, it's, it's important that the guys embrace it. You know, they don't kind of run away from it. Um, because I think maybe that's what they done in 2008 and it, it really caught hold of them. So, um, yeah, I think it's, we're in for an unbelievable occasion um, and I just hope we, we get the game to match.
0: Yeah, like, been looking at the game as well. I suppose both of these counties for the last kind of twenty years, you could say, like they've almost been nearly teams, you know, and, and uh, perennial bridesmaids. Like, so how much of it is going to come, come down to, I suppose, not succumbing to the fear of losing, and we see that quite often with, with kind of young and often coming teams in particular. But I think even going to an extent that even against Tipperary in the semi final, maybe both teams were, were just terrified of making mistakes and and being terrified you, you make mistakes ultimately you
2: know yeah i think all are maybe in a different position this year in that they were probably touted as going kind to of maybe favorites if not to start of the year when they won the league final definitely as the year progressed whereas i don't know in 2012 and 2015 when they faced kenny during that season i mean 2012 was kind of a little surprising when they won the leinster 2015 uh to be tipping a classic semi-final so i think it's a different position for them to be in that they're going into this game as favorites and Maybe that adds some more pressure, you know, the sense that okay lads, you've learned your mistakes, you know, you you've been through all learning final day, the time for learning is over now and, and this team like there's a lot of these teams that are around since twenty twelve, I think maybe eight or nine of them, you know. Um, there's been a couple of changes with the likes of Conor Whelan coming in and younger guys like that. But that that they maybe have they've done their learning. Um what for then I suppose I mean so many of them have won the twenty one lower last year, so you'd imagine that look at the age profile of them is good regardless of what happens, but for a couple of them the likes of Brick uh, Kevin Moore and uh, I suppose even O'Connors, I mean, he's around since 2010, you know, Darryl I think was uh, later on then as well, Like, so it's interesting that for some of them maybe it's might come into their heads that like, oh, is, is this chance going to come around for me again? Um, the cricket 34, he's mm-hmm. I mean, been incredible, I mean he's still the guy's still surviving from like, you know, the, the Great 4 Munster final, you know, so maybe imagine his chances probably not going to come around too much for him and even at the interview, Joe Cannon gave um, before the parents, we finally kind of spoke about that. But like you know, this this isn't gonna go on forever. Like you know, he says I'm nine this year. Like you know, so I'm not gonna keep getting these chances. And I'm gonna have to have to grasp it at some stage. So yeah, it's, it's it's just an interesting backdrop because it's two sides that haven't won it
0: before coming into it. And that's not something we've had uh, we've had in recent years. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we've been running a uh, segment here on the GA show on the 42.e. Uh, GA heroes. Uh, we did speak to uh, Kevin Moore about his heroes. So uh, let's close to that. now. Well, a United fan, um, I suppose, growing up, would have played a good bit of soccer and uh, just was an influential player for United over the years and, you know, captained uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world, if not the biggest club in the world, uh, you know, numerous titles and just his style of playing, everything about him, just loved him, still do. And uh, I suppose after he went there was Ronaldo then, but, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, yeah, I'm a United fan. <laughs> Um, you know, you'd obviously try and uh, I suppose lead by setting good example and things like that. So I suppose on and off the field, that's what I try and do. Without you know, kind of um, giving Rykeen the benefit of it, or, or the you know, but uh, he's um, no, he's a guy that I would look up to usually over the years. Lovely stuff from Kevin Moran. While, while we have our own GA here, our own studio, Richard, we might as well get a couple of, of, of lines on, on uh, Kilkenny. Uh, this was kind of the first year we've, we've seen in a long time where I think both media and fans dared to actually write them off. You know, like, it's almost a cliche like that you shouldn't do it. But ultimately, they, they did kind of fall short of, of where they wanted to get to. I've heard sort of whispers that, like, this could be the time we'll, when Kilkenny go away for a couple of years. And I presume that's premature, is it?
1: Um, yeah, look, I, I
0: think it is. I suppose all you have to look at
1: is how far they you know they they pushed Watford in the in the qualifiers, you know. And as I said, I think if two or three more minutes in normal time that day, I think we would have beaten Watford. And now you see what they've gone on to do. So, if Kenny half a million miles away, you know, obviously it's probably not the same team that was there over the last kind of five to ten years. But look, that, that's always going to be the case. There's always going to be changes. There's always going to be retirements. Um, I think what's very crucial and, and major for Kilkenny this year is the Under Twenty One Championship. Um, guys are going into the semi final Saturday against Derry. You'd, you'd fully expect them to win that game and be preparing for an All Ireland final. So, I think we haven't won one since zero eight. Um, this was our first Leinster title in five years. You know, which is which is major for for Kilkenny and the underage structure. Um, so, for me, if we can win an Under Twenty One All Ireland this year, it's massive and a really big momentum going into next year again. I think Brian is, you know, he he'll go away. He'll have a think about it. He'll he'll follow the club scene in Kilkenny. He'll he'll look for new players, and I've no doubt you'll you'll see a new Kilkenny team next year. And there's probably going to be a lot of new faces
0: in there as well. Yeah, and they will probably be, be as, as scary. But that is all we've got time for on the Forty Two GA Show. Thanks very much for the comments and for tuning in. We will be back uh, this time next week. We'll also be back on Friday with a new show, Close Calls to Preview Mayo versus Kerry, uh, Our thanks to. Uh, Richie, for joining okay, us. No, a no, no, no. Richie. Uh, but until Friday, take it easy.